This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thursday Night Football is now Amazon's Prime Night of Football because Thursday Night Football is only on Prime Video. This season, watch all of your favorite NFL teams, all of your favorite NFL players, all competing in one place. The new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football, Prime Video. Watch the games on any device and visit Amazon.com slash TNF for more. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thanks for listening to the Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate, create, communicate. This is for the fans. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Reds Report. Um, Steve Andrews, Carlo van der Watering on a Friday evening, uh, reviewing the result um, down at QPR and also previewing tomorrow's match at Oakwell against Birmingham. First of all, Steve, how are we feeling? All I can say, Carlo, I'll be quite honest with you, mate, is I've never been as excited as this since my first time at Back at Bike Sheds at Big School. I just hope, I just hope it doesn't end up in same disappointment and female laughter. Listen, we'll win tomorrow, so don't worry about it. Don't worry. That's all right. I'll feel better about that. <laughs> Steve, um, you've been watching the Reds, um, like, like many of our, our listeners and followers, for a long, long time, and QPR um, has always been a little bit of a bogey side. I know when Project Restart started uh, last uh, last year, uh, the first match was away at QPR, and it was a win for the Reds, which was a not only a rare away win, but a rare away win at Loftus Road. Um, different story this week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, again, it was a bit of a battle at times. Um, but, you know, the, the self-belief now that we've got, uh, the way that the guys are playing, the way that Ishmael 
is, uh, you know, his substitutions. I mean, I'm not being funny. A few years ago, they would have laughed at him when he's taking three off and bringing three on and, uh, you know, they think it's a, a game of rugby or something like that. But he's just he's just got his, I don't know, purring like a kitten at the minute, aren't we? We, we, we really are on a, on a high. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like whoever we play, we're almost, um, not, well, expected to win, I suppose, because of the run of form we're in. So we've gone from five wins in a row to six. Tomorrow we're trying to make it, uh, trying to make it seven. Not only a fantastic run, it's it, it's at a good time in the season as well. Um, what what's changed? Because if if we look back at sort of January, February, it's since the Chelsea match, isn't it? I think that a good performance, but a loss against Chelsea, they seem to have taken the the good things out of that match and, and carried that on into the league. Well, I'll go back actually before that as well. Uh, Norwich in the FA Cup, I think technically and football-wise, um, was one of the best games we've played all season. Uh, we played really, really well against Norwich, obviously to win. Um, then we had a bit of a slump, came back with Chelsea. Yeah, we lost, but we know how well we played and, and everybody in the football world, I think, sort of pricked their ears up. Uh, when they uh, when they saw that, and since then we just seem to have uh, kicked on. Not only with the the confidence in the players, um, but just people are scared of us. Um, they might not like the way we play. Uh, I've heard I've heard stuff. I've seen stuff on Twitter. You know, if I have to watch this every week, I'd I'd not bother and and what have you. But if it gets us to where we want to be. And three points every week. How can you complain? How can you moan about it? Well, you can't, can you? Because I think what, what what we've seen as well, if you go back, especially to the early Struber days, how many times have we either sat in the Ponty end or watched it on TV and thought, you know, Walton's got the ball and he rolls it out to Helic and Helic has a look and plays it sideways to Anderson and Anderson plays it back to Walton and that sort of playing it out from the back. You've said a couple of times, and you've said it on the show, unless you're Manchester City or Barcelona, we've not got the confidence and maybe the you know the the the, the technical abilities and that composure to play like that. He's taken our direct style to a whole new level, where basically, um, uh, sorry. Brad Collins will get that. We'll take the ball. We'll talk about Brad Collins in a, in, a, in a little bit, but you know, it takes the ball, it's it, it's high and it lands in the opponent's half. And then literally, almost everybody with that high line is forcing the opponent in their own half and then start pressing them to death to try and make a mistake. Um, so the direct style has somewhat evolved, but. Surely, as long as we get three points and as long as we're climbing the table, isn't that why we watch our club? Because I'd much rather take three points and think, oh, it's very direct, than saying we played fantastic. I know we lost, but we played fantastic. I know what you're saying. Um, we all want to watch silky football. Um, there's times and places for it. Um, I wouldn't say we're a, a hoofy-upfield team. We've seen that before. I mean, Sheffield United back in the day. Uh, a few teams have played that just that long ball, bang, bang, bang up front. We can play a long ball, but the difference is, I think now, like you said, the style has evolved. It's it's the right style at the right time in the game. So if it calls for 
tip-tap football, which we've proved we can play. Uh, that's how we play. If we need to boot it upfield, we boot it upfield. I think the difference is now, whereas we used to say, we used to say, well, we don't want to watch this because it's aimless. It's aimless just booting it forward. Look at Moit's pass for uh, for Morris uh, on Saturday. You know, outside at left foot. You know, at twelve months since you'd have said that's just a long punt upfield. But you actually watch him as he hits it and where that ball lands. That is an absolutely amazing ball to play into Morris's path, and he goes on and scores. So you know, I think football has evolved. Um, you know, we want to watch entertaining football. We know we do, but I don't know. I want to be where I am. I want to be in seventh. I want to be in sixth. I want to be in playoffs. I want to be getting three points every week. Definitely. Um. Just about what you said about it having evolved and that sort of high ball that we play. I just want to read you an extract from a piece that a, um, a Queen's Park Rangers fan wrote. Um, it's on the fansnetwork.co.uk. We, we sent the link earlier. And he says this. There, there's also been some sniffiness about Barnsley in general. Accusations of hoofball, high and mighty claims about not being able to watch their style of play every week. The old purest classic about not wanting to win at all if that's what it takes to succeed at this level. Not for me, Clive, needless to say. Direct, sure. And it's all a matter of taste and preference. For me, when I think about the worst kind of dog football played by a Tony Pulis or A.D. Boothroyd, I think of a team of cloggers in a very rigid and set shape, spending long afternoons punting balls into channels to turn fullbacks around and win throws. The only team doing that was us, that's QPR, out of necessity having be harangued and hassled out of a passing rhythm. Barnsley were completely fluid, perpetual motion, going where the ball went, en masse. Uh, en, en, en masse, I can't do French. Mass, um, not mass. Mass, mass. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't mess about when the ball was at the back. It went forward quickly, turning the QPR defence around and then pinning it in. But when in the final third, the football they played was excellent. Not just Mowat, but Callum Styles, Connor Chaplin, Daryl DK, Romal Palmer, Morris, when he came on. These are good footballers, certainly better than anything QPR had in their colours last night. I mean, and that is, I suppose, the, the way to look at it, isn't it? it it's, it's our, that's our strong point, isn't it? This is how we play. And anybody that says, I couldn't watch that week in, week out, well, go and watch Sheffield Wednesday then. Yeah, it's, let's be honest, it's Marmite. We know what it is. You either love it or hate it. It's not a clogging kickball up front we can play either style. And the thing is, at the minute, with the players we've got, the manager we've got, this style of football suits us down at ground. Other teams are scared. There's no two ways about that. And when you're scared, all you do is, you know, you just abuse the other team. You say the rubbish, they say the other team are cloggers. Fine, I'll be a team, you know, teams like Barnsley. It's the, it, we're back to this mentality again. But at the end of the day, you look where we are, you look the points we've got, all right, at times it is a battle and it's not necessarily attractive, but you can't have it both ways. We complained when we played it out front back under Struber and I'm sure some people will say this is not the sort of football they want to watch week in, week out. Personally, you know what, three points on board, the chance of, you know, let's be honest, the chance of Premiership football again, bring it on. 
Yeah, uh, I want to read you another extract. Uh, it goes like this. Barnsley apparently... Why well, being Jack and this, isn't it? Just, <laughs> are you sitting comfortably? Well, I'll be good. Go on, then. Barnsley apparently missing the memo we all get around our 10th birthday about not all crowding around the football, collectively tearing about the pitch in a giant dust cloud. Barnsley, whose players can apparently not only cope with more than one game, uh, more than two games a week and with more than an hour at a time within those games, but cope with it at the speed and ferocity of a Category 5 hurricane. Barnsley, chasing, eye-opening, I couldn't believe it. Ball in the opposition area, they'll dispatch eight men there immediately to chase it. Ball given away on halfway, coming straight back at you, pursued by three or four forwards and three attacking midfielders. Halfway line and offside line, same thing, mate. Anything within 45 yards of the goal, expect to be attacked by the goalkeeper. His vision is based on movement. You think you've seen a high line, high press, where we're going, we don't need roads. Um, just that bit about um, Brett Collins. He, he's becoming a... I know people said, you know, he's not uh, Manuel Neuer, but he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's making... He's making um, He's made the right decision so far, hasn't he? Where, you know, it, he's unsure whether the defender can come back and he's not afraid out of the area when he's out of to, to head it or to roll Z it. I think the thing with Brad Collins at the minute, he still splits fans' opinion. Uh, him or Walton, who do you want in the goal? Which is fine. It's a, it's a good quandary to have. Um, but at the minute, Brad Collins... There's times when he comes out, I have to hide behind Settee because you just don't know you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of times against QPR he came out and even commentator said he, he I think he got it of a of a main stand at one point. But it do, again, it, it it doesn't matter, does it? If he's hundred percent committed to the to the ball he's going to get to, as long as he gets to it, you know. Is gonna is gonna get all the plaudits, isn't he? The first time he comes out, makes a bugger on it, and it ends up in back of our net. You know that's when you can that's when you can call him. But up to now, however awkward at times it looks, you can't fault him because he's not no. done anything wrong yet. No. Um. One of our most liked tweets of the week was one I put out. Um. I think it was the. I think it was on Thursday, to be fair. And it's a big fan of, big fan of Collins lately. Shithousery of the highest order. Oh, yes. That side, of, that side of the game, we've often complained about when it's been done to us. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Ismael, but that bit of time-wasting, you know, not a needless foul, but just fouling the opposition, letting them, you know, they're in the game. We, we've not seen that for a long time from our team, have we? Well, obviously, obviously we wouldn't call it shithousery, would we? Uh, we'd call it a nuance of the game and uh, <laughs> game management. Obviously, that's what we'd call it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've spoke about it before on the on the show, haven't we? Um, yeah. We haven't done it enough. We've complained about other teams doing it, yeah. and we've said, "Oh God, I wish he played for us." Just that bit of nouse, that bit of whatever you want to call it. Um, but at the minute, I suppose Ishmael's brought it. I'm guessing from Munich or from Germany. Um, and he's instilling that sort of not diving about. It's not Klinsman esque, um, but that sort of bit of time wasting, you know, on at referee sort of thing. Maybe going down a little bit easier. Uh, I mean, Moit, I think, was a prime example of that against QPR. QPR player went to tackle him, 
and you could easily see that he pulled his foot back. Never touched Moit by about a foot, but Moit went down as though he'd been shot by a sniper, and we got the yeah. free kick. If Boot had been on the other foot, we'd have been complaining and saying, oh, he's cheating, he's cheating. Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's a nuance of the game. Yeah, like I said, the shithousery, isn't it? Oh, go on then. <laughs> yes, yeah. Of the finest um, water, yes. Yeah. We've... Um, you know, we'll we'll focus uh, our energy on 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 tomorrow. Uh, Birmingham um, at home. Now, um, in the form table, so this is the last six matches. Obviously, Barnsley and Norwich are um, above top, six out of six. As comparison, Millwall is sixth, QPR is ninth. At Birmingham, fifteenth, uh, one two, drawn one, lost three, um, scored five, conceded eight. So a, a goal difference of minus three. Of the last six matches, our goal difference um, is, uh, is plus nine. So, on paper, nothing to fear, given our, our league position, high confidence in the run we're on. But it's Birmingham, isn't it? And before, when maybe the odds were in our favour, we've struggled against sides like that before. Yeah, Birmingham. I wouldn't necessarily say Birmingham are one of our bogey teams, because at the minute, I don't think we've got a bogey team. Um, again, I come back to the way we're playing. They'll go there, like you say, high in confidence. You know, quite easily could get three points tomorrow. Um, you know, the the run up to the end of the season. There's always one team that sort of makes a late run. Um, hopefully, that's us. Have we started it a little bit soon? Yeah, maybe so. There's still 13, 14 games to go. But like you say. Um, Teams are scared of us. Speaking to to Tom uh, on the Birmingham podcast yesterday uh, that we did, you know, he he actually spoke really well, and in a way, sort of bullied us up, didn't he? He uh, he was quite, you know, pessimistic for Birmingham's chances tomorrow. Um, so you know, we are getting noticed now, uh, and I think you know, I think three points is quite easy, quite easy tomorrow for us to to maintain and keep going. Yeah, you look at um, you look at Birmingham. Um, you know, twenty first. So you know they're the team. So bottom is Wickham, then Wednesday, then Rotherham, and then Birmingham. Massive, are, massive, a, massive yeah, side, that, that massive huge side, huge club. I know. I should massive. have said it. You know, um, you usually so, do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's only three points between Birmingham and Rotherham. Now Rotherham played two matches less, and what will come into play for that as well? Rotherham's game tomorrow against Brentford's been cancelled because uh, of COVID cases in the Rotherham squad. And because of that, their match on Tuesday against Luton has been cancelled as well. Now, that's quite a few matches that, that Rotherham are sort of like behind yeah. um, because of COVID. But Birmingham are in the fight of their lives, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. Um, and I'm not saying this to be sarcastic, but Birmingham are a big club. You know, they're, mm. they're in the catchment area they're in. I know they've got a couple of, of clubs around them, Villa, etc. But, you know, Birmingham are a big club. They've got a, a good history. And like a couple of clubs down at the bottom of the championship, they are struggling at the minute. Um, you know, they've got some decent players, but, you know, I don't want to sound awful, but some of them are quite mediocre. And the, this is the time. I think this is our time. This is the time for us to, to, to move on and, dare I say, be beating teams like Birmingham. Mm. Um, in preparation for the match, Valerian Esmel in his press conference today said Barnsley uh, will not be changing their footballing philosophy for anyone 
in the future. Um, he's not worried. He says he'll let other people worry about our philosophy. And he's the man you want at the helm times like this because he seems to be keeping everybody grounded where the fans are already talking about promotion, Wembley and Premier League. He's just match by match. Um, what did, what, and I know he's he'll have set a total for the month of March, but what do you think realistically we, we should be looking at? Because, you know, we're, we're knocking on the door of the playoffs, having that game in hand. Um, you look at the, the, the fixtures um, that we, we've still got to play towards the end of the season. So we've got Birmingham, Derby, okay, we've got Bournemouth uh, next week, Wickham, Wednesday, Reading, Luton, Middlesbrough, Coventry, Huddersfield, Rotherham, Preston, and the last game of the season is Norwich. There's a lot of teams there from the, from, uh, the bottom seven. Not that they are easier matches, because there's no easy match in this league. But um, as a fan, now that we are a point off because of the game in hand, would it be disappointing not to get into the playoffs at the end of the season? If you were being realistic, for me, no. Because if you would have said to me at start of the season, um, you're going to have a steady season, you're going to play some decentish football, but you're going to end up 12th, 13th, 14th. Let's face it, every Barnsley fan would have snapped their hand off at that. They really would. Ishmael's come in. Nobody had heard of him before, we know that. Um, he had a brief spell in England with Palace, but as a manager goes, very, very little experience. But look at what he's done, look at what he's created. In a way, he's created a bit of a monster um, because it's just getting bigger and better. Yeah, he's keeping it grounded, which is a good thing. I mean, some managers might have got carried away, but at the end of the day, he is putting himself in a shop window here with what he's doing with Barnsley. And you've got to think, you know, can we keep hold of him if, you know, if he, he does pull off the miracle of getting us up? I would like to think that it's, a, it's something that he wants to continue. He's created this, so he wants to see it through. If we do get to playoffs, if we do go up, you'd like to think he would stay and yeah. see what he can do in Premiership. Because, again, that's putting him in shot window. But at the minute, he's the man that is that is driving us forward. And, you know, he's creating, or he could create something actually really special here. And, oh, you know, yeah. like I said, Doddeth Roundabout is an ideal spot for that statue. <laughs> it's... um. Uh, in an interview today, Dane Murphy spoke to uh, spoke to the press, and he said they banned the word P, uh, promotion, playoffs, preparation. Uh, that word can be said, but nothing else. And um, saying that they have to behind the scenes, they have to work to every eventuality. So an eventuality could be you don't make the playoffs, and after the season finished, you look ahead to the, another season with championship contracts, everything else. You could get to the playoffs and drop out. You know, or you could get to the playoffs and make it to Wembley and 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 be promoted. And obviously, there's lots and lots um, of of planning that that needs to be done because the Premier League will have its own uh, regulations around stadiums and and, and everything else. Um, how good do you think the, um, the the club has been? So over the you know we're now almost a year into no football um, at Oakwell. I follow issues aside because that 
that's the EFL, you know, that's that's there. Is there anything you would like to have seen more or less or something that you can really praise the club for, for what they've done and how they've, how they've kept you informed? Because we're coming up to that year, we're now talking about a landscape post-COVID. How, when you look back, how, how do you feel things have things have been, um, you know, how have the club involved you and kept you entertained? I, think, I mean, I think the club's done all, it's can, all it can, uh, to be honest. Um you know, it's no good expecting Barnsley to give you snippets of information and rumours and stuff like that, because we never have. As a club, we've never let anything slip. You know, we've never we've never had that, oh, so-and-so might be signing, oh, we might be getting this manager, we might be doing this. We've never had that. So you can't say you've been let down, because it's never happened in first place. Um, as a club, keeping running, um, I mean, you, you look at season ticket announcement for early bird, that came out earlier this week. You know, it's, 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 it's personally, I think it's quite a, a decent price to pay. You're getting your free shirt again. You know, for those that did renew last season, there's a discount off for that. You know, we can't expect, with the chance of going back into Oakwell, to be paying 100, 150 quid for a season ticket this time. All being well, come August, September, we'll be able to get back into the ground in some way, shape or form. And I ain't being funny. You could be paying 260 quid for a premiership season ticket. You know, I'm not talking out of, out of hand with that. So I think for the stuff that the club's done and, you know, with their own staff, and I'm not on about the players now, I'm on about the backroom staff, the office staff and stuff like that. They've made it so they haven't had to lay anybody off as, as, as far as I know. You know, everybody has has kept it ticking over, and to me, that is that's a good business model to have. Yeah, I think on the business front, a hundred percent. You look at the the season ticket prices. Like we say, we're in a chance of potentially Premier League football, and you know they've not they've quite a few losses because of loss of sponsorship and everything else. So to keep it at that level, to me, means they're in tune with where we are based, the landscape in and around Barnsley. And I don't mean, you know, Mount Vernon or the Dern Valley Parkway, but the, the economy, you know, where we are. It's, you know, Barnsley's still one of the, the, the private areas of, of this beautiful country. Um, on a, so that's on the business level. Actually, on the footballing side, um, it's ten out of ten, isn't it? You know, they 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 keeping us entertained, and in a time where you're working from home and days are struggles at times, what do you look forward to? Well, Friday when you knock off because it's weekend, and then Saturday matches and Wednesday matches because the team's doing so well. But even like the social media, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, quite a few weeks ago, they started tweeting the Polish Football Federation with pictures of Helic because he was doing yeah. so well. He's been called up today. You know, he's... he's, he's no, I he's must been, admit, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, mate. So thanks for that, yeah. So, yes, um, he's been... I'll, I'll have a look. But he's, he's he's been called up, I think, to a quite a large squad for some, uh, I don't know if they're friendlies or whatever. And and from that squad, the uh, the manager will make, um, you know, an announcement. But yeah, Bahelic has been called up to that provisional squad. I mean, for a lad that nobody really heard of prior to coming to Barnsley... Um, and he's only one success story because we're not a one-trick pony or we're not revolving around one player doing really, really well for us. When I was asked the other day, where is the weak link in this Barnsley team? I couldn't answer it. No. I, I honestly couldn't answer it. I think sometimes as a team, we let ourselves down when we get dragged into the tactics against us 
and and you know things are not you know the cogs are turning but not as in tune as what they normally are. But I I can't think having to defend a player or saying ah you know they're only learning they're only young because we know from the goalkeeper up to the midfield roughly who will play the front three is any three from six. But nobody's really disappointed if one of your three is on the bench because you know we'll come on later. How do you see that? No, I totally agree with you. I mean, and I think that's what that's what other teams uh, are, you know, they're scared about. We can play any three out of six up front as that front three. Each player brings something different to that front three. Um, I mean, I suppose you could say that Freezer and Chaplin are quite similar. But other than that, no, I still think that they, they all bring something different. You want a battering ram, you put DK up front. You want some a little bit of pace, bit of skill on ball. You know, Morris has come in and showed that he can do that. You've got the running of Chaplin. You've got the running of Freezer. You've got the knowledge and the movement of Woodrow, who, let's face it, although he's not playing in sort of that number 10 role, he still is putting himself all over that front three and that front three area. Um, you know, Big Vic... Still needs a bit of work, that lad. But he's he's showing now that he possibly can do it in this league. Um, he's been out, he's done his loan, he's, he's sort of paid his dues. He's getting the chance that, to be honest, I think he deserves. And I think he's one that will get better as well. So you you have got, you know, fanta- from not having a, a striker when Kiefer Moore went and everybody, you know, we need that big guy up front, what are we going to do? To having the choice of six. It's uh, it's Wonderland, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? You know, we, we never expected it. And I think nobody takes it for granted. And um, you have to hope that people keep both feet on the ground. And if we were not to get three points tomorrow, so whether it be a point or whether we lose, let's not start with the sack the board and, you know, we oh, don't no. know what he's doing. No. Because you know there is always a proportion of, of, of people that, that will do that. And, you know, good luck to them. Uh, schools back open on Monday, maybe will not be on social media so much. But overall, it's um, you, you talked about Big Victor there. He's been a Barnsley player for a long time, but not played for Barnsley for a, for a long time either. And I think in flashes, you see that sort of DK-esque holding off the ball, that strength, that physique. I think the next stage is down that, that passing and the eye for a pass, that turning and, and bringing players in. But we mustn't forget, you know, he, he has scored, um, you know, he has scored a couple of goals. Um, so all in all, then we know where we stand. We, we we've talked with the other podcast about about Birmingham. We know they have Scott Hogan. Mark Roberts apparently is is in form. I mean, you have to ask how much in form if if the fourth from bottom. But Mark Roberts is sort of hitting his, his peak again. Uh, Scott Hogan plays for him as well. It's always happening. How, how do you see this one going? Um, I've got to say, again, no fear. Um, like you said, Birmingham are not having a, a good time of it at the minute. Um, it's a case of maintaining that momentum, isn't it? It's you, you're you're going to lose. You're you're going to lose a game before end of season. Um, there's 13, 14 games left. You would think that one of these teams, whether it's one near top, maybe your Bournemouth or even your Derby, because they're resurgent at the minute. You know, somebody's going to turn us over and we've got to be ready for that. But like you said, that is not the end of the world by a long, long way. Um, we've proven before that, you know, we lose one, lose a couple. 
couple of draws, but we bounce back. And I think that's what it's all about at the minute. And that's what we're really strong at is coming back from adversity in a way. But mm. as far as tomorrow's game goes, again, no fear, as I would have thought. Uh, Val will have picked his team. He'll have picked his front three. You name it. I ain't got a clue who it's going to be. Um, but, you know, I can see us going down there. Did you say we're at home tomorrow? Yes. Oh, I must have slept since then. Um, you know, I can quite easily see another three points tomorrow and possibly a 3-2-1-3-1 three, one, three, one win. Yeah. Um, talking about line-up, we, we, we've had a couple of messages through about the Fan Hope. So Fan Hope is a, is a new app and uh, you, you register on it, it's free to download. And basically you get uh, almost like a social media feed from partners of that app. The Reds Report is the partner for Basley Football Club, so our podcast goes straight on there. You can do predictions on there in line-up, and you get points, and it becomes a little sort of competition. Um, it's a new app. Um, there's almost like a waiting list when you download it, so you might have to wait a little bit before it goes live because they want to make sure the servers don't crash and they can cope with the... Um, uh, you know, with the demand that there is. So they're doing everything right, unlike I follow earlier in the season where it just crashed because everybody was on it. Um, but have a look at it, Fan Hope, because um, I did my line-up tonight and I saw that you get to the front three and it's literally like throwing a dice. Right, up it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is actually really um, good, not not just, for, not just for followers of Barnsley either. Even if you're just a general football fan, and I'm not promoting yeah. it, you know, other other apps are available, et cetera, et cetera. But... You can follow whichever team you want, so you can have a look at different uh, different streams and 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 find out different things. But obviously, for us, um, it's really good for 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 Barnsley. Yeah, and I like that you can look at the opposition feed, so you can look at you know what, what what's the opposition thinking and everything. It's called Fan Up. Have a download, have a look. And like I said, there is a bit of a waiting list for you to go live, but that will obviously pick up as as time goes along. Um, Steve, as always, um, thank you very much um, for for Pleasure. joining us again. Um, I'm I'm a little bit undecided about this one yet because I think there will be goals tomorrow. Um, and I, I, I can't make my mind off if it's going to be 2 1 for us or 4 0. Um, I, I just don't know. But I think 4 0 for us or 4 0 for them? No, 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 for us. I don't know if it's going to be winning by a goal or winning by four or five. I, I just don't know. Um, there's always in the back of my head of this, this, this relentless period of two games a week. And at one point, I think, you know. Maybe he's got the balance right. You know, maybe he's got the ones that are doing most of that running. They're the ones getting replaced and taken off and substituted, so their recovery is 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 not as intense. Um, I just hope we don't have that backlash. Um, and then looking ahead at fixtures, you know, after the Sheffield Wednesday match, it's then Easter break, I think. You know, and then you know, if a Helic goals and maybe a Daryl DK goals, you know, you, you, have to, you have to pray it on you that nobody comes back with any injuries because we've been. For, well, I know Ben Williams wouldn't say so, but we've been very lucky with injuries, as in, the, you know, almost a fully fit squad every single match day. So, um, so that's, that's hats off for me to backroom staff, to yeah, the physios, 100%. you know what I mean, yeah. and to, to his assistant, uh, to Murray. That's a, that's a backroom, are obviously looking after the players, um, yeah. you know, and yeah, two games a week. It's fab, isn't it? There's never been so much football. Our, our lasses really fought, fought divorce. But <laughs> it's, it's, you know, if there's one thing that's come out of all this over the last 12 months, let's face it, it is there's football, there's football on all time. And it's yeah. Cardiff Huddersfield tonight. So let's hope <laughs> that Huddersfield can do us a bit of a favour tonight. That'd be really good. 
Um, just finally, we talked last week that if we beat QPR, it'll be a Super 6. If we beat Birmingham tomorrow, we'll be in 7th heaven. What do we do after that one if we win tomorrow? What's 8? Because I, I don't know what to call it. Uh, Super oh, 6, just, Fantastic just 5, Fabulous 4, Terrific 3. See, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly go for Magnificent 7, um, but that's an age thing. Uh, but for 8, 8th uh, wonder of the world, maybe. It could be. It could be. How many is you're not, it? You're not impressed with that, are you? <laughs> no, there is actually eight wonders of the world. That's why I said it, mate. But that's, again, it's an age thing. I would have carers here for me now. It's time I were going. Right, listen. Go and have your wee and go back to bed. Get your cocoa hey, and your slippers on. Um, <laughs> enjoy the football tomorrow and we'll... Uh, We'll be back next week and hopefully looking for the eighth W in a row. Thanks, everyone, for joining us.
Summer is fleeting, which makes right now the perfect time to experience the many wonders of Biltmore. There's so much to see, so much to do, and so many ways to save with online ticket discounts, overnight stay packages, and free admission for children nine and under. There's still time to make more summer memories. Plan your visit and save now at Biltmore.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.